Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Level three, this is Portridge. I am Renzi. I'm looking here right now. I don't know, maybe I need more sports books. I need more accounts or something, but I'm looking for some combat sport odds here. Uh, besides UFC, specifically like the bare knuckles. You ever bet on the bare knuckles, Matthias? Bare knuckle fighting? You know, um, there's a card tomorrow night, bare knuckle fighting, and... Um, I don't game. We, I barely we, get we, into that. No. And so there's a lot of UFC fighters in it now. They're older. If it's a big fight, Gabe, if it's a big fight. You like know, Chris Lieben's in it. Oh, Chris Lieben, I'll bet against him all day long, Gabe. I've seen him get hit in the face too much. But if Mike Perry Diego fighting, Sanchez is in bare knuckles fighting. You see that? He, he's, he's got a fight coming up, doesn't he? Well, that's another guy we bet against, Gabe, because we know that he be, he's been hitting the head way too many times to be in that league. Yeah, I know, but he's <laughs> going to be fighting another old dude like Diego Sanchez. The thing is, we're not wrestling now. So What about PFL? PFL fighting is pretty good, actually. This league seems no, to be coming on. I did, Yeah, no, I do like the PFL. But, Gabe, you told me a long time ago to watch out when you bet in these random leagues. And you know yeah, what? Yeah, I've yeah, lost yeah, yeah. a lot of money betting in the What PFL did I tell you? I, com- I completely thought Red. I won those fights. I'm like, oh, yeah, easy money, easy money. Did you think I of lose. me after when I told you that? I, I was, think of What you. did I said? But I said, oh. random league, random decisions. That's <laughs> what I told you. <laughs> Even Bellator, man. Even Bellator. Bellator's like that. Joey Odessa was the one. It's like, I learned this, like, years ago. Bro, I'm telling you, man. Like, I used to only, like, talk MMA, Matias. Like, for a while. Like, it was just, like, MMA, MMA, right? Like, like I did an MMA TV show and stuff. So, trust me, bro. I used to have, like, $2,000 on Bellator fights and stuff. And, like, learned the hard way. Like... <laughs> There was yeah, one Gabe, card. You know, it was know, so corrupt, UFC, man. The UFC like, is turning was... backwards, Gabe. The UFC is now Bellator, man. This last the UFC is turning into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gabe, this last year and a half. This is a byproduct, though. And I don't bitch about the fighter pay. That's not my thing. I'm not a fighter. It's not my problem. Like all that stuff, dude. The fighters can get better pay. Don't sign the contract, right? So it's pretty simple. You guys don't. You get screwed over, but. Um, that is the one thing, though, the one thing that is that I will say about the pay, Matthias. If you paid these guys better, they all wouldn't be worried about betting on the fight so much. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, why does Le- LeBron James doesn't need? I'm not saying you need, you know what I mean? But, like, like Brock Lesnar would never consider betting. He doesn't have to, Matthias. You know what I mean? He's making $3 million, $5 million or whatever. You know, if you've got a guy like Krause, you got these guys that have been lifers and stuff, and they're making $90,000 a year, and they realize, you know what, I can make, and whatever. Like he said, I make more money betting on this than I ever made fighting or training anyone. Well, you know what I mean? That's going to open up. Like, that he stated, it's never been as untrustworthy as it is now. Even Dana White himself admits it. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm very worried about it. can't like fake a dive in that slap league can you 
This is Sports Rage. <laughs> it's level three. The quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. Let's do this thing. I am Gable Morenci. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. 97.1 The Freak. Dallas, Texas, Fort Worth in the house. Uh, we've got uh, Sports Map, Sports Byline. We've got a lot of people in the house here tonight. The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, SoCal. So we got the Australian Open uh, going on. And uh, Sipistis, Sipidis uh, is uh, on. Uh, he's he's moving on. He's going to face Novak or Tommy Paul. we got Rob Vino going to join us in a couple of minutes. And Vino will have no thoughts on this. We do. Matthias, this is your, your crack here. What are you doing here? Novak Djokovic. I'm Tommy going, I'm, Paul. I'm going with the under. I can't bet against Djokovic like I did against Demonar. I'm not going to let it happen again. I was miserable watching that match. And I don't feel like being miserable today watching Tommy Paul get his ass kicked to Djokovic. You know, that ain't going to happen. I, I felt I, I just want to bet going in on minus 140 in this fourth set for Tsitsipas. I thought that price was nice. I thought Kashinov won that last third set. And I jumped in while I could. And right away, Tsitsipas breaks him. So right now, I'm riding a pretty train with Tsitsipas winning this last set and going on to face Djokovic. And you know what, Gabe? If there's any guy that could steal a set from Djokovic, just steal a set, you know, beat him in a set, I think it's Tsitsipas. You know, I think he could get one from Djokovic just because he has an identity and he's actually playing very well. He's very confident. He has a great serve. And, and Tsitsipas is playing in big games, Gabe, and he's going to beat Kashinov right now and he's going to go on to play Djokovic in the final. I do think Djokovic wins it against anybody that he plays, but that's definitely the, the, the best match that we have coming up, you know, for Djokovic is, is Tsitsipas, who's riding this high right now. He looks good. We talked about Djokovic playing like the guy doesn't want to lose a set. He's like he's out for blood. He wants to roll the table. He wants to destroy everybody. He's laying eight and a half games. That's the handicap. Eight and a half. So, you know, six two, okay, that's four. Six two, that's another four. You know what I mean? For people wondering about a tennis handicap, how it works, point spread. This is a point spread. So he's minus eight and a half plus one hundred. There's an alternate line at minus seven and a half at minus one forty seven. It makes a difference. It really does. Like between the eight and nine. I actually like it a little bit better at eight. He should get there, though, guys. Six three, six three, six three wins this bet for you. And that's asking a lot of Tommy Paul to win nine games. Rob Vino will step up and in. Let's talk football. NFL football. The final four is set. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including the Mightier 1090, ESPN Radio in the house, SoCal style. So is Rob Vino stepping up and in from Philadelphia, PA. RobVinoSports.com, WagerTalk.com. Always a pleasure, Rob. Thanks for joining us on the Thursday night throwdown instead of the Friday night free show. Let's do this thing. We're down to the National Football League's Final Four. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, buddy. Thanks for having me. How are you? You know what? I can't wait for kickoff uh, right now, even though my Buffalo Bills aren't playing anymore, just because there's so much, you know, there's these games, man. There's just so little to, to, to give here. You can make a legitimate argument for all four teams, and I think that's case in point. All you need to know is if you look at the advanced Super Bowl lines, the largest spread is one and a half out of all the different combinations. It's basically like minus one across the board, but let's start off with the most discussed ankle in the world uh, right now, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, What's your take on Patrick Mahomes' health situation, Rob? Well, I think he'll be good enough if we're to trust what they're saying, right? Obviously, we won't get 100%. Maybe, Gabe, it cuts down um, his running capability, right? He's probably not going to outrun defenders to gain 20 yards or stuff like that. But I'm not so sure that it will hinder the offense all that much here. I have a little trust in Andy Reid to put together a game plan. You know, I posed the question this afternoon because all I hear all week long is, Mahomes has a bad ankle. He's not going to be the same. Can't push off. Can't throw the ball downfield. So I was asking some colleagues. I said, well, if you're Cincinnati defensive coordinator, um, how do you play this then? What do you just creep all 11 guys up within seven yards of the line of scrimmage and stop the run and take away all the short passes, double team Kelsey? Is, is that how you play it? Because in my mind, Gabe, Andy Reid will have something to respond to that. Don't forget that they have three guys on that team that run 4-3-40s. And I feel like you don't have to throw the ball 60 yards to make a big play with speedy wide receivers. You could throw it 25 yards, 30 yards. Um, So I I just feel like maybe it's been too simplified from the Cincinnati side as far as how to defend Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. Um, or, or by no means, I should say, does that mean that I would play KC in this instance? But when I start thinking of fundamentals and try to play head coach, offensive coordinator, whatever, I think I give Andy Reid and the KC offense a little more credit than what's been thrown around here this week. I tell you what, I agree with everything you're saying here in the sense that we hear while well, Patrick Mahomes loses some of his mobility, like that we're talking about the Army quarterback or the Navy quarterback, that he can't throw the football at all. Like, you know, Patrick Mahomes can throw the football still. And one thing as well, actually, that I've always found funny, like when people want to criticize a Jared Goff or they want to criticize a Tua, and they say, well, you know, they just dump it off. Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs have the second most yards after the catch in the National Football League this year, Rob. That's their offense. There's nothing fancy about their offense. They don't, like, it's rare that you'll see Patrick Mahomes ever drop back and start throwing bombs. That's not what they do. They do quick hits. They might throw it 15, 20 yards down the field over the middle to Kelsey, but they've never been a bombs away type of offense before ever. And like ever, ever, ever. Yeah. You know, what's crazy, Gabe, is, you know, if you just go back to last year, right? And uh, what I just said earlier to you, when I was asking guys, do you just creep everybody up last year in this same championship game, Cincinnati played that two-shell umbrella and gave Patrick Mahomes. We're not going to let you throw deep to Tyreek Hill. We're going to let you go underneath all you want. And first, three times they had the ball, they went right down the field. Boom, 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 21 points. He throws a pick or loses the ball, turned it over somehow before halftime. I'm forgetting now. And then second half, just totally bailed on taking what was available to him. And he took a lot of criticism for it, right? They didn't make the Super Bowl because of that. And that defense that Cincinnati played last year, If they play it again, um, I would expect Mahomes to do the same thing he did last year. And if they change it up and decide to be more aggressive and maybe come after him and maybe press guys, I think they can beat that too. So it's going to be seven degrees there. Um, But you know me, I I try to dig my way into ways to play an over. And I got this one at 47 and a half. Last year's game hit 48 before overtime, wound up getting the 51, 27, 24. But I think I like over here because I haven't even talked about the other side where – 
goodness, I don't know what you do with Joe Burrow, right? You and I were on last week, and I remember saying to you, um, you know, if it was any other quarterback without three starting offensive linemen, I'd be concerned. But with this guy, not so concerned. And that offensive line played way better than any of us thought. But still, Joe Burrow, first two drives showed you. You know, you want to try and pressure him, you're going to pay. You want to try and um, you can't really double anybody if you pace beats double teams anyway. And one forgotten fact here, Gabe, I think by almost everybody when we talk about missing offensive linemen, the first reaction that guys like you and I hear from people is, oh, the quarterback's going to get killed because he's got no protection. But the other side to offensive line play is run blocking. And you can be a good run blocking offensive line and not necessarily be the best pass protection unit. And Joe Mixon had 105 yards rushing last week. Casey's not the best run defense. Bagnolos loves loves to blitz. He's going to try and take advantage of these missing offensive linemen. I don't know. When I start adding all these things up, I feel like both of these quarterbacks are going to put points up against these defenses. So I'm going to try over in that game. That was one of the most surprising things last week against the Buffalo Bills. Joe Mixon's physicality, not just running the ball, but he was running people over. We can talk about the offensive line, but I tell you what, if the Cincinnati Bengals have Joe Mixon running like that, they're they're basically unstoppable because their offense is already unstoppable. But as we all know, being prop players and fantasy players, whatever, DFS, etc., Mixon, Rob, is more of a... He might score two touchdowns in a game, but it's probably going to be on like 54 yards rushing and a couple of catches out of the backfield. And I guess, you know, he proved me wrong because I said a million times over the last couple of years, Mixon's not like a bell cow type of back. He's, you know what I mean? He's, he's a good guy in the red zone to have, and he's a good back, but he was a great back last week. And, you know, it sounds crazy to say, Rob, being the theme of everything you just talked about with the Bengals' offense, and I do like the over this game as well, but without being stated, it sounds crazy to say that the Chiefs don't want to get into a track meet. But that's the way I kind of think about this, in that as explosive as Kansas City is, they the key for them really is going to be to have to find a way to slow Joe Burrow down and... We've seen that all different types of packages and secondaries and all this type of stuff does not work. It doesn't work. It seems to me the only way you can sort of slow him down is you're going to have to get in his face and if not try to hit him, at least hurry him. And, you know, Baltimore did a good job of that. You know what I mean? Like even when they didn't sack him, they forced him to dump it off quicker than he wanted to a lot. Uh, you know, can Kansas City do it? Because to me, that's the key in a football game, actually. We can talk about the offense all we want, but can KC's D-line cause havoc? And I think KC's defense sometimes is better than people give it credit for. Yeah, and we know Steve Spagnuolo will try it, right? He's a pressure guy by trade. He loves to bring it from all angles. Um, You know, up the middle with Chris Jones, he's very tough to stop. So, you know, they have their moments. I just go by the um, theory, Gabe, that even if you sack Joe Burrow six times, the six times you don't. It doesn't matter. Didn't he get sacked nine matter. times in a championship game last year? <laughs> and it just doesn't matter. So I guess that, what am I even saying? you got to put pressure. Well, you sacked him nine times, you're still lost. <laughs> Chase will be open. Something will give. Um, so, again, I think both of these guys make plays. I think Jarek McKinnon is big on the other side, right? Um, he's been a real – I think he had scored touchdown in six straight games for Casey until last week. So he's a good receiving option. Like I say, the speed is there. Valdez, Scantling, these guys are not 10-catch-a-game guys. Um, Kadarius Toney could be a big play. We didn't have him. McCole Hardman may come back. Sky Moore runs a 4 3 40. So they got all these burners go around Kelsey. I don't know. And we found last week against Buffalo, Gabe, it's crazy. But when all else fails, pretend that Travis Kelsey is in-line blocking. And then just have him take a step across the line. He's wide open. So they find ways to get him open. Rob Vino kicking with us. More on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The Thursday night throwdown continues. The quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancy, Sirius XM Channel 159. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Everybody in Dallas, uh, Fort Worth, 97.1, the freak. Yeah, I know it sucks talking NFL football uh, right now. I'm a Bills fan, so I feel your pain. But it is a, a fantastic Final Four that we have lined up. And speaking of fantastic, Rob Vino's kicking with us. Always fantastic. Talking to Rob. Rob Vino, sports.com, wagertalk.com. Uh, you can find him over way to talk as well on twitter at ravino sports so rob uh, let's wrap up the the cincinnati and kansas city game we both agree as far as points being put up on the board i think at minimum we're getting into the low 50s mid 50s uh in the game uh and it sounds like you just don't want to get in front of a cincinnati Bengals football team whose quarterback joe burrow is 20 and 5 against the spread in his last 25 starts <laughs> it's unbelievable yeah. I don't, Gabe. And, you know, after they finished the last week, I, you know, texted you right away to say, remember when we were talking about this back in the summer? Yeah. And Joe Burrow had that chip on his shoulder, and his dad was saying how PO'd they were, that they weren't even the favorites in their own division. And to us, over nine wins seemed like a pretty decent bet it turned out to be. But um, they do look like, you know, they got the four best teams in the league in these championship games. So I don't want to say that. They're the best yet, but they certainly look like they're a Super Bowl contender at this point. I would have a hard time getting in front of them. They seem to do everything right at this point in time. All right. Well, speaking of doing everything right, as good as the Philadelphia Eagles have been, and you know they haven't been good, they've been great uh, this year. Let's start off with Brock Purdy. And, you know, we talked about Joe Burrow's dominance. And, guys, Joe Burrow, so he's 20, 20 and 5 the last 25 games that he started Joe Burrow against the spread. But Mr. Brock Purdy checks in with a, a sparkling 6 and 1 uh, ATS record. And we've been going over the numbers, but just in case you're tuning into the show for the first time or or you're under the belief that Brock Purdy is just just a game manager. He's anything but. I mean, Brock Purdy, um, since he's took over uh, as a starting quarterback, he leads the National Football League in pass yards per attempt at nine yards, which is incredibly impressive. He's got the higher, highest passer rating in the National Football League at 116. Um, he's thrown the second most uh, touchdowns in the NFL since he's taken over with 14. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. He's not just like driving the bus or like managing uh, things. You can make a big argument. They're actually here because of him. Like he's a big reason that they're they're on this run right now. So I just find it interesting. We keep on hearing, well, you wonder about Brock Purdy. You wonder about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has been absolutely killing it. Yeah, no, there's no question, Gavin. To tell you the truth, he has faced some adversity. I know it's not the kind of adversity that people want to see him face and see if he can get out of, but, you know, they're behind Seattle at halftime. Now, you know, they got to turn over from special teams to start the second half, but he had to combat the fireworks that were Jarrett Stidham and the Las Vegas Raiders three weeks ago. And, you know, he had to fight off the Arizona Cardinals first half because they were giving San Francisco's defense trouble. So he, to some extent, he's been through adversity, but boy, he's got a great surrounding cast. And, you know, this game could very well come down to who do you trust more, Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy, and who do you trust more, um, Jake Elliott 
or Robbie Gold. I think distance-wise, Jake Elliott is, you know, much more reliable 50 yards and out than is Robbie Gold. And it won't be quite as cold here as it will be in Kansas City. Kansas City, I think the temperature is going to be like between 7 and 12 degrees. Be cold here, but not that cold. Um, I don't give any credence to West Coast, East Coast travel for this game. It starts at 3 in the afternoon. Yeah, not to mention, too, I'll throw one thing in, too, because yeah. I've heard people talk about the weather up. Yeah, Brock Purdy played at Iowa State. He's seen it all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. one thing. Brock Purdy has seen it all as far as weather is concerned. <laughs> yeah, Ames, Iowa is not a tropical, you know, Paris. Yeah. And, you know, to that point, Gabe, I mean, how lucky were they? Uh, a little off the rails here, but, you know, to have Brock Purdy and Brees Hall, Brees Hall before injury may have been AFC Rookie of the Year, right? So those That's guys, unbelievable. They don't, come, I know. they don't come through Iowa State all that often. Um, I would say this, just like the other game, French play, extremely important. Um, in, in this game, you've got the Eagles offensive front against that great front seven for San Francisco, who's going to win that battle. On the other side, you've got a really good – San Francisco front line led by Trent Williams against an Eagles pressure unit that has like four guys over 10 sacks and maybe going to set the NFL record for sacks um, by a team this year. And which one of these two quarterbacks, you know, may or may not get rattled. I would think that both, you know, it, it, Philly's not going to run it as easy as they did against the Giants here, right? San Francisco, I think, is the number one rush defense in the NFL. So that's not going to happen. Um, so you're going to need Hurts uh, to make some plays here. I think I probably, you know what, push comes to shove, I probably want Jalen Hurts a little more than Brock Purdy here, um, simply because I think if Purdy gets picked early, first quarter, give up a pick, give up a score right away, we'll see how he handles the crowd. But he's so calm. You talked about all his assets uh, as far as the mental part of the game goes. So it's not easy to make that assumption and then go to the window and bet it. But I do think I would prefer to have Jalen Hurts. you got two shutdown corners. And one more thing I do think here is that the 49ers are more beatable on deep balls than the Eagles are with Slay and Bradbury and their pair of safeties back there. Um, if you're going to get San Francisco, you want to get them with A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith um, going deep. And it may come down to one play, right? And I just feel like the Eagles have that one play offensively or defensively in them over got away with it last year went to green bay freezing cold right indeed aaron Rodgers shut him down totally so they've got a track record of doing it in venues like this um but this offense to me the eagles offense just a little too potent i'll tell you what rob earlier in the week i was i said the same thing i was thinking the same thing about man this this is like you know former ali type stuff almost just like yeah. when you the, the you know the tail of the tape you know what i mean like almost every every argument, you, every you know, you can have a counterpoint. Yeah, but right. Yeah, but the other team can do this, and it really is unbelievable. But I said on the show earlier in the week on Sports Rage that I said, man, you just sort of get the feeling that you know Philadelphia will score one more time, type thing, right? That they, you know, the way that they're playing in Philadelphia, the offense that they have. But at the same point in time, this is what makes this such a fascinating matchup. We were talking about not wanting to get in front of Burrow. Well, on the other side is Patrick Mahomes. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles are like deep, complete. They remind me of the Georgia Bulldogs, you know, from a college sense that they can can rotate, they can run, they can throw. They're just basically a perfect team right now. But, oh, yeah, by the way, the San Francisco 49ers have won 12 straight football games, Rob. (laughs) Like, like we can talk about all this and that. They've won 12 straight games. They're 10-2 and against the point spread during this streak. This really is fire versus ice. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it really is, and it's why, you know, you got to pick which side of the fence you want to stand on and just go stand there. Um, I can say that I wouldn't be here trying to talk anybody off of something opposite of what I feel in these games because, like you just said, there's so many counterarguments. And us who, who play these games every single game, uh, every single day game, we're looking for an edge, an advantage somewhere. And I'm nitpicking right now. Yeah, there's not a ton of them. You know, and, you know, you can't find anything major here. You can make an argument. Like, if somebody told you, Rob, that they liked any one of these teams this week, you couldn't say, oh, this guy's an idiot. Oh, that's that's a bad, right. you know what I mean? That's a bad angle or a bad take. You know, any any one of these teams, you can step up. But I tell you what, we talked about liking the over in the AFC game. I think this one is sneaky, sneaky high scoring, actually. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if this actually turned into a track meet between Philadelphia and San Francisco. I don't think San Francisco sort of wants to play in a 38-35 game, but 
I don't, you know, I don't, they might not be able to prevent it. You know, because to me, another key is if if San Francisco can get that ground game going with McCaffrey, big play here, big play there, little, you know, play action, boom, Kittle touchdown type thing. It's going to make things interesting. Here's another one, Robin. I, I swear to God, I've said this a million times. If, if, I, if you flip-flop on a fight, like UFC's big like that. Well, I like this guy. Oh, I don't know. I'm starting to like this guy. I don't know. I like that guy. Don't bet Don't bet the freaking fight. You don't know what you're doing anymore. And this, these games, the same thing. Earlier in the week, I had the initially, yeah, yeah, Cincinnati and Philadelphia. Now I'm like, man, I'm not getting in front of my homes. And now I'm like, man, these guys have won 12 in a row. People are giving this to Philadelphia already. But I do think that you're going to need, like, you know, I think it's like a 30-26, to 30-27 to 27 type game, this Philly-San Francisco game. I think they're going to get into the 50s. You know what? I'm going to agree with you, Gabe, and I'll give you a couple of reasons why. First off, I came out here last week, and I railed about how San Francisco's defense, I thought maybe was a little bit overrated off of their last three performances, Raiders, Arizona, Seattle. You can make the case that their defense wasn't very good in those three games. However, last week they came through. But when I match up what they just played in Dallas, and consider the fact that Tony Pollard left the game in the second quarter, right? So you're left with C.D. Lamb and really nothing else, and you're left with Dak Prescott, who's a mistake waiting to happen in these types of games. And then I look at Philadelphia's offense with A.J. Brown, with Dallas Goddard, with um, Devontae Smith, with Quez Watkins, with Miles Sanders. Uh, yeah, they're a better Seattle, in, in a yeah, sense. You know what I mean with their offense? And look what happened in that game. That game turned into a track meet with the Niners. Absolutely. I wonder if San Francisco can stop all of these options. They were able to stop a couple of options with Dallas, and even still, um, Dallas had their opportunities. But I'm with you here. And from the flip side, real quick, when you have McCaffrey, when you have Samuel, when you have Kittle, and you have a Philadelphia defense that's always vulnerable or soft in the middle where San Francisco likes to operate, you got a chance there, too. So I I love Kittle over three and a half, Rob. Sorry, Rob, but yeah, we're up against you. I love Kittle over three and a half receptions at his yards. Uh, you know what my exact quote was earlier in the week? I said, you know, I think both teams are going to score. It's just Philadelphia might be able to do it a little quicker at times. Like that boom, that big play. Like you said, San Francisco have been vulnerable to the big play. But I could see San Francisco really moving the ball and not getting stopped as much as people, some Eagle fan, think they will. Rob, man, time just flies by so, so quick here. Unbelievable. Just like the season itself. But college basketball, Rob's on top of it. NBA, NFL, RobVinoSports.com, WagerTalk.com. Always a pleasure, my man. Thanks, Rob. All right, buddy. Appreciate you having me. Have a good weekend. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Cohen, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. How you feeling tonight? Ah, a lot better than Sunday, my friend. It, it took a long time to get over that loss on Sunday, and uh, still, I'm still feeling the wounds. I, I, I feel like I took it about as poorly as Stephon Diggs, which is uh, isn't saying too much. It was extremely disappointing to see the Buffalo Bill season end the way that it did. As the big yeah. Eric Cohen is a diehard Buffalo Bill fan, and the lack of urgency, no, there was just no intensity. There was just no. 
no spark at all with this football team throughout uh, that game. But now we've had four days to let it settle in right now, and it really doesn't feel any better, right? I mean, the Bills have done everything right, Cohen, and it's got to be, and for the record, Cohen's a Leaf fan as well, a <laughs> Toronto Maple Leaf fan, and it's a very similar situation. We're at the point now with the Buffalo Bills where it does not matter what they do in the regular season. They need to win in the playoffs, and they find different ways to lose every year. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you look at New England, and New England dominated the AFC East for 20 years. But people don't remember that about the Patriots. They remember the fact that they won the six Super Bowls. And that's the thing about the Bills. Like They've dominated the AFC East now for three years. And, you know, that's very nice. We don't hang banners for winning your division. You hang the banner for winning the Super Bowl. And you think back to how they've lost the last three years. And, you know, the first one, they had a 9 nothing lead against KC. Things looked good. Then they fell apart. And you remember the, the image of Stephon Diggs looking and watching the Chiefs celebrating the confetti and thinking, this is going to be us next year. The next year, they have a chance to win that game against KC, have the game won, blow it with 13 seconds left in regulation. Uh, this year, they you know they say all year, we got to win at home. We got to win so we have home field. They didn't get the one seed, but they did have home field in the divisional playoff game where Josh Allen had never lost. So I don't think I've seen the Bills play a worse game uh, in the last three years than they played on Sunday. And, you know, certainly there's a lot of blame to go around. I, you know, I watched the first quarter and I watched the Bengals score in their first two drives. And on FanDuel, the live uh, line was Cincinnati minus 150 on the money line. I couldn't understand it. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to bet it because it's going to ease the pain because the Bills aren't winning this game. I could see early, as you said, no urgency. The first couple Bills drives, they were already losing in a couple stupid handoffs. They did nothing. Uh, you, you saw the bickering. You saw the Bills having absolutely no answer on on defense. I mean, you know, here's Joe, here's Joe Burrow playing with three injured starters out on his offensive line. He's getting the ball out quick. The Bills aren't getting pressure. Uh, the Bengals are running the ball. They're throwing the ball. They're doing every, every receiver's open. Uh, the Bills can't stop the run. They couldn't do anything. I, I've never in my life could have imagined them playing a worse game. And they were just lifeless and listless. They got lucky. There was no that the Jamar Chase touchdown didn't count at the end of the second quarter. But still, they got a break and didn't take advantage of it in the third quarter. Uh, I, I'm, I, I don't understand how they scored 10 points in that football game at home uh, and everything seemed to be a struggle. No, no fluidity whatsoever with their offense and no pressure with their defense. They didn't do anything right. They got absolutely dominated in the first half. Yep. They gave up like 246 yards, and they were only down 10 points. I know. And, they, and you figured at that point, it would be like, okay, you know what? You go into the room, and you say, man, that was an effing disaster, but we're <laughs> only down 10, and we get the ball. And what do they do yep. to start the second half? Three and out. Like, yep. I saw an interview today. Uh, Steve Young was on uh, PTI, and they asked him about, you know, being a quarterback in a conference championship game and a playoff game, and – he basically he had a very good point, like he normally does. But he said, you know, you're probably only going to get the ball nine or ten times. He said, you probably have like, you know, nine or ten drives in a football game, in a playoff game. And he said, every single play counts. Mm -hmm. Every drive counts. And he said, because before you know it, you look up and the game is over. And he said, playoff games go very quickly. And he said, that's the difference. He goes, the clock just seems to go quicker and you have to capitalize every time. And he said, from the first play to the last play, you need to make plays. And the Bills just haven't played 60 minutes of football. We talked about it before. It was my concern. But let me ask you, Cohen, because I could we, we could go on and on. And I've got a lot of rage, too. And how about Bean talking about, well, I wouldn't want to be in the position that they were in and have to get chased. Yeah. Like, bro, shut up. We lost, yeah. bro. Like, that just makes them look stupid, Cohen. It, it does. I, I couldn't understand. So his point was because the Bengals. What do you mean? The Bills have sucked forever. What are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? Like, like you know what I mean? His point was because the Bengals sucked the year that Burrow got hurt. That allowed them to get chased. But, like, what does that have to do with anything? Uh, you know, the, the Bills got Allen early in the first round. Um, you know, obviously a few years ago in the same the same draft as Baker and, and Rosen and a couple of busts. But, you know, obviously, you know, Lamar went in that draft and uh, Sam Darnold, another bust. But yeah, the Bills drafted well in that draft, but they made a lot of other mistakes. Uh, but you know what? The, you know, I, I think Bean was frustrated because, you know, he doesn't want to sit there and make excuses. But if there's any team that can make excuses about what they dealt with this year, it's the Bills. From the weather to the DeMar Hamlin situation to, um, you know, the injuries with Von Miller and Micah Hyde, uh, you know, and then even in that game, like late in that game, you saw, 
Yeah, uh, Poyer and uh, Tredavious White collide, and both guys were knocked out of that game. This sort of that's just what the Bills dealt with all year. But you know, that being said, um, something's up with their offense. You think back to the two playoff games last year, and you know, Josh was flawless against the Patriots and Chiefs last year, and. You know, you watch the Bills against the Dolphins and against the Bengals, and you just, just didn't see it. And I don't know, I mean, how much of that is Brian Dable being gone and maybe Ken Dorsey not being the right fit? Uh, you know, Dorsey took a lot of heat. McDermott took a lot of heat. And certainly Leslie Frazier is taking a lot of heat for how the defense played. So really, uh, there's a lot of blame to go around for everything that's happening right now. Nah, they literally and figuratively lost as a unit. They got outcoached, outplayed. The tackling was bad. The offensive execution was bad. The play calling was bad. The coaching was bad. Everything was bad. <laughs> um, the big year, Cohen kicking with us. All right, Cohen. So it is amazing, though, isn't it, that you know the, the Bengals are getting six, and all we heard all week was, oh, you know, their offensive line is terrible, and the three guys are going to be out, and it's just too much to overcome. And then suddenly all week, how, all we hear is about how there's no way that they can lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the line's yeah. been bouncing around all week, and the Chiefs are sending a message, or, you know, people are starting to be believe that Mahomes' high ankle sprain is better, not worse. How do you feel? Who do you like in the game? Well, I love the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. Uh, you know, like not too often does a line come out for a playoff game while the other game is still in the fourth quarter. But because the, the Bills game has been decided, you know, FanDuel put up a three quickly to get the Bengals a plus three, which I jumped on. Uh, and a lar largely because of Patrick Mahomes and the and the ankle sprain, not because of what the Bengals were doing to the Bills, because you don't want to react too quickly to one game. But you know, I think there's a lot of reasons to like Cincinnati. Uh, the fact that they're three and zero against the healthy Patrick Mahomes in the last calendar year, and now they're facing a hobbled Mahomes. But you're right; I don't feel as good about it watching Mahomes practice the last two days because he looks like the guy's like Superman, and his high ankle sprain isn't defecting him. But if he's not mobile. Uh, he's in trouble. There's no doubt in my mind that if he if he cannot avoid the pressure, if he cannot make a few plays with his feet, Patrick Mahomes does not want to sit there in the pocket and just sit there and throw the ball. So a lot of it's going to have to do with, obviously, his health. Personally, I think the Bengals find a way to win this game. And I'm trying, again, not to, not to look too much at what they did to the Bills because they played a perfect game against Buffalo. You watch them against Buffalo, you think this team – can't make a mistake. They just did everything well. They ran the ball. They threw the ball. They they got pressure on Allen. They they forced turnovers. They they stopped the run. The Bills couldn't get any run. So really, they, what you know, all the weaknesses I thought the Bengals had didn't show up Sunday in Buffalo. The offensive line wasn't a problem in the secondary. I thought the Bills would exploit that secondary, but that piece of garbage Eli Apple, who I thought was going to struggle, and I'm calling him that because it was a reaction on Twitter afterwards, had a really nice day. And, uh, you know, Britt, the other rookie, had a nice day. And the Bengals, everything they did was well. So they can they can match that kind of performance. They'll beat the Chiefs. But I certainly didn't like, uh, didn't like as I mentioned, what Eli Apple had to say after the game. I, I don't think there's any any call for that, that kind of. Uh, yeah, you know what, though? He's been called out a lot by people. So yeah. he's giving it back now. But you're right. It sucks to be the recipient of it. But the Bengals are talking a lot about the Burrowhead yeah. stuff and all that. And I wouldn't poke the bear too much. I know you're 3-0 and against them. Uh, the Big E era Cohen kick with us. I'm actually buying into Kansas City. And it's crazy to say this because Burrow's 20-5 and against the spread in the last 25 games. Yeah. And the Bengals, like you said, they just seem unbeatable and on a mission and all this. But Kansas City at home in a near pick them to me, is just something that uh, I can't pass up. The game obviously has teaser written all over it. So we're, we're jam-packed. We were jam-packed on the show here tonight, Cole. we got a couple of minutes left. Can Brock Purdy become the first rookie quarterback to uh, to make it to the Super Bowl and win a conference championship game? What's your take on the NFC conference championship? Well, he certainly can, but I am picking the Eagles. Uh, I think it's a short line for Philly at home. Uh, obviously, again, you don't want to read too much into the fact that they curb-stomped the Giants, but what you can read into that is the fact that uh, Jalen Hurts looks healthy and the Niners, they've won 12 in a row, but you know, really because their division was crap and because they played Seattle in the wild card round and an inconsistent Dallas team in the divisional round, I don't think they've been tested the way they're going to get tested this week. I think Philadelphia, uh, man, they're secondary. Like, you know, I know, I know Darius Slay well from his days in Detroit. I didn't like when the lions, Traded him and 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 Bradbury. Talk about another guy who, you know, had a chip on his shoulder after the Giants released him. He's played so well. Those two guys, I just don't see Purdy having success through the air against those against those guys in the secondary. And uh, the Eagles have such a good front seven. They get pressure. They do 
you know, all the things you want. They have four guys that can run the ball. They've got two number one receivers in Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Uh, and, and, of course, they've got the home field. I think I think whoever, whichever team was going to be at home this week is going to win this game. And because the Eagles have the home field advantage, I think they'll that'll obviously factor in. And don't forget the Niners are banged up. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's not 100% with that calf injury. He'll play, and so will uh, Debo Samuel, but he's not 100%. So I, I, think, I think everything lines up well for the Eagles. The Big E, Eric Cohen, throwing it down with his old-school, hardcore sports radio style, TSN Edge in the house and you mentioned the Detroit Lions and of course uh, Darius Slay that's all thing with Philadelphia man they've got a great roster and like these teams just always like gave them players like the Saints yeah. with Gardner Johnson it's like why why are you just yeah. letting you know, why are you doing this AJ Brown the Titans gave them yeah. AJ Brown no exactly like yeah. they you know like we can say all oh, they're geniuses and stuff well they're not really geniuses but basically every time somebody had a good big time player that was unhappy or that was yeah. available they inquired and made a move about it. You know, yeah. they just, they didn't hesitate. They did it first. And, you know, they were just super, super aggressive. But um, we've got about a, less than a minute going here. But as far as the Lions are concerned, we've, we've we've heard it in the past, a lot like the Bills. This is the year. They're going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. You know what we need? We need a Detroit Lion-Buffalo Bills Super Bowl. So finally, one fan base will be officially put out of their misery. <laughs> I've been dreaming about that Super Bowl for about 40 years now. Right? I mean, like ever since <laughs> it's been the Super Bowl, I'd love to see it. I'm from London, two hours away from both. I used to go to a game at the Silverdome and uh, Ralph Wilson every year with my father. It's one of the memories I have of my, of my dad that, you know, every year we'd go to one game in Detroit, one game in Buffalo. It was easy to be a fan of both teams because they were never a threat to each other. I mean, there was one time where, you know, the Bills were in an AFC championship game in the 90s and the Lions we're in the NFC Championship game against Washington. Now, Washington ended up, like, smoking Detroit in the NFC Championship game uh, with Mark Rippon. And then yeah, yeah. doing the same thing to Buffalo. The Wade Fox the era. That's right. That was the run when they beat the Cowboys. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're yeah. right. The Bills the Bills and the Lions are like buddies like that yeah. live in different states. But they've never fought over the same girl before or anything. They've never been in love with the same person. Like, like they've never. It'll, the chances, the mathematical chances. All right. I don't know if you've been following, but the doomsday clock, the world might be coming to an end. Oh, yeah. I think that that'll happen before the Bills and the Lions both make it to the Super Bowl and play against each other. The oh, big era, Cohen. Always good, Cohen. Always a pleasure, Gabe. Let's hope for Jared Goff against Josh Allen. Let's do it. Let's go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Three minute warning. Level three, the quickest under Navy Mints in Sports Talk Radio. Wow, really was a full house here this evening. Going back in time, we thank the uh, the Indian Cowboy, Indian Cowboy Sports uh, Pick, smart guy, Indian Cowboy. 
Always uh, good. Big card Julio, Kurt Heelan, Eric Cohen, Rob Vino, Angelo Zara. So uh, we had a full house. We'll be on tomorrow at 6 o'clock Eastern, game time decisions, and uh, we've got a million guests on the TV show tomorrow. We're going to get really into the, the props, and Fridays are always busy. We've got live cut-ins and live uh, cut-ins of the bare-knuckle fighting uh, tomorrow night on uh, in-game live, which uh, it freaks out Dave Sharapan. Dave Sharapan's not a big combat sport fan, so we do the live cut-in to bare-knuckle fight last time. This girl was getting absolutely destroyed. He's like, oh, my God. Uh, I told him, don't worry. They'll clean the blood up. She'll be fine in the morning. Um, it, it's it's all good. It's all good. National Lacrosse League tomorrow. we got some NLL action. I've been doing pretty well with the Lacrosse League. We've been doing okay. Not great, but you know, I'm starting to get into a rhythm. I see a couple of spots this weekend that we're going to hit uh, You know, as far as lacrosse. Tonight, we've got the Australian Open. It starts in about half an hour. Novak Djokovic and Tommy Gunn. And... Um, Listen, Novak is going to win, so he's a 20-to-1 favorite, though. So how are you going to approach this? How do you do it? He's going to win three sets. So you want to bet him three sets? I laid the uh, the, the handicap. I laid uh, eight and a half games and seven and a half games. I played it twice. I played it at two different places. One of the places didn't let you do seven and a half. One of them did, and the other one did. So I played the eight and a half and a seven and a half. We'll see you on Game Time Decisions, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific, Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Television Networks, Roku, Sling, and everything else in between. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.